Okay. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Raving Geeks, the official geek culture podcast of CM Life. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Tiemann. I'm Farhan Coleman. And I'm Jeremy Augusta. All right. And we are back for another week. We're going to go through some news quick. We have some gaming things to go over, and then we'll get into our main topic. So first, I just saw this today. Um, early um, results out of Captain Marvel, like test screenings, are positive, which is good. Um, Brie Larson and um, Ben Mendelsohn were like some of the highlights, and the cat. And they're like, it's a good origin story. It's weird, but that's just because it's really ambitious. So I'm excited still. Um, I know some people were kind of, well, it, it's the same thing with everything on the internet. Like, oh, there's a woman in it. It's going to be terrible. Yeah, it got um, review bombed on Rotten yeah. Tomatoes and Metacritic for people who haven't seen the movie, yeah, so. which it boggles my mind that com- that Rotten Tomatoes still allows that to happen. But mm-hmm. for some reason. I thought Rotten Tomatoes had some sort of algorithm to sort of prevent that. Um, well, there's so many people giving it negative reviews for no reason right now. I don't think uh, any algorithm could compensate. Yeah. It's yeah. just like a brigading it's, thing. Yeah, like, it's hey, a brigading everybody sure. in this 4chan room or subreddit, let's mm-hmm. just raid the shit out of Captain Marvel and say it's bad because it's a woman and whatever. I don't know. Yeah, that seems how, how dare? How dare... Sorry, raising the mic. How dare Brie Larson playing an amnesiac uh, alien super soldier not smile in her movie Perish Thought? <laughs> of her being a little bit stoic. It's crazy. Yeah, no, that's a that's an odd criticism that I keep hearing. I'm not understanding where it's coming from or why people seem to have such an issue with Captain Marvel before they even seen the film at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty clear the way Captain Marvel's been presented so far in the MCU that she's the character that's going to take down Thanos. You'd think that would get people excited, but I guess not. Mm-hmm. guess not. All right. um, let's currently see. looking on 4chan for the thread. Okay. <laughs> Taking um, one for the team. There's some good ones the... of Alita Battle Angel where people are very angry that it made money. Um, mm. We can talk about that later. Okay. Um, let's see. There was a trailer for Frozen 2. That's not really our wheelhouse, but it's Disney, so kind of obligated to talk about it because we're Disney shills here. Uh, <laughs> it looks kind of dark and fun. Like, yeah, inter- looked... like interesting, interesting take on it. Yeah, for someone who hasn't seen the first Frozen still, I know, crucify me. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't really know what was going on, but it did seem very dark for, like, I don't, like I said, I haven't seen the first Frozen, so I don't know what the tone of that was, mm-hmm. but the second trailer did seem to have a much darker tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, uh, what I've heard most about it is people kind of afraid, because there was a lot of people who hoped that also was going to be the first LGBTQ, like, Disney, like, main character. And now, like, I, I don't, I'm not on either side of this debate, but yeah. there are now people who are already getting angry that she isn't going to be gay. So I, that's the only thing I've heard about it. And because of that, I didn't watch the trailer and I didn't go into the YouTube comment <laughs> section because I knew I would just get depressed from it. Yeah. Um, let's see. I just thought it was cool. Ice powers are usually pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to talk about this because I saw the trailer and I'm kind of obsessed with it. Yesterday, it's a Danny Boyle movie. It's about this guy. It's this British guy who plays Beatles songs. It's his shtick. He's playing Beatles songs on the guitar for birthday parties or whatever. And one night, he gets hit by a car, and then like all the lights on Earth like just black out for a second. And then he wakes up, and then his girlfriend gets him a guitar, and he pl- he's playing um, Yesterday by the Beatles. And they're like, wow, that's, that's a beautiful song. When did you write that? And he's like, what? It's like, Paul McCartney wrote that. And they're like, who? It's like, the Beatles. You don't know who the Beatles are? And they're like, no, but I mean, I bet Coldplay's better. <laughs> so, like, the Beatles don't exist anymore. So he's like, I know all the Beatles songs. So he becomes a superstar, 
and I'm kind of obsessed with this trailer. It looks really good. My only problem is that I don't think Beatles songs are very good, and I think if they came out now, they wouldn't really be that popular. Interesting take. I don't know. <laughs> it's a hot one. It would. It might. I don't know. It would take a lot of like. It wouldn't be like pop. It'd be like a folky, like folk rock It'd kind of like thing. Mumford and like, Sons yeah. level. Yeah. They definitely wouldn't be superstars. I don't think. Mm. I think if you give Beatles. Like, there's got to be kids out there in, like, middle school and high school, probably, who have never really heard the Beatles. And if you go, this is rock music, they'd go, on, I'm going to listen to 21 Pilots. And as cringe, as bad as that is, uh, I don't think Beatles really holds over into the modern society. Like, Mario's a great game, but trying to play the first one might be hard. And kids don't want to do it. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, no, when I, I saw this trailer and I was, I don't know, I just wasn't really feeling it that much. Part of me just feels like, I don't know, like with him getting hit by the car and all the lights going out, part of me just thought, I feel like at the end of this movie, we're going to go through this whole thing. And at the end, they're going to be like, oh, it was all in your head the whole time. He's going to wake up in a hospital bed. <laughs> yeah, he's going to wake up in a hospital and be like, wait, none of this is real. I don't know why. I just yeah. have a feeling that's where that film is going. The I'm, real Beatles was inside it, you all the time. When you see time. it, you got to tell us if he just called the ending. Because okay. I on, I 100% think that's it. Yeah, I was just like, this This just feels like one of those oh, was in your head the entire time type movies. And I was, I was not feeling it yet. Okay, interesting way to tamper my excitement, fellas. Thank <laughs> sorry, you sorry. I, we're as soon downers, as you said you were looking forward to it, I knew I was going to have to do it. I just <laughs> yeah, to when, when you, you said you're looking forward to it, I was like, oh, you're not going to like my take. I was things. not expecting the words look forward to and the name of that movie in the same sentence. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, it's not a whole lot more news. I have oh. some gaming news. Yeah, let's, it's been, let's get into that. It's been kind of a thing. Uh, so I'll, I'll get the Apex talk out of the way. Uh, new gun got added today. I haven't had the opportunity to use it. It uses energy ammo, and the biggest change is its hit scan. So the difference between hit scan and not hit scan is that every other gun in Apex, the bullets have travel time. So when you shoot a bullet, it has to physically take time to get to your person, mm-hmm. and it's affected by gravity, and you have to lead your shot sometimes or aim above somebody. Hit scan means that when you pull the trigger, the game checks to see if that person is in your crosshairs, and if it is, it does damage instantly. So this new gun, you can switch between using it as an assault rifle and using it as a sniper, mm. and as a sniper, it is hit scan. Um, there's been mixed reviews on Reddit of people saying it's good, some people saying it saying it's bad. It's been out for hours, so I, I, I haven't even found it. I was looking for it earlier today so I could talk about it, but I couldn't find it. Um, How rare is it? Is it in like a... Supposedly, it's... Just as rare, or it's a drop around the world. Okay. Uh, people have been saying it's as rare as the hemlock, so pretty common. But I st- I didn't see it when I was playing, so I have no idea. Um, there was also a um, Twitch Prime incentive. So a lot of games, if you're a Twitch Prime member, there is items. Um, if you're a Twitch Prime member, Apex will give you a new skin for Pathfinder, which is really cool. It's purple and silver. And five free Apex packs. So that's like a $5 value right there. And then the skin, which probably would be like 20 if you had to pay for it. So it's not a terrible um, deal. Uh, there was... Have you guys heard of the game Skull, um, Scalebound, rather? No. I haven't, no. Scalebound was a game that Microsoft showed at uh, in 2017 at one of their events. And a new leak came out. So one of... Um, Somebody in the game industry or somebody related to the game was on a podcast and they said that there is a game that people were excited for that Microsoft was helping make that died and is now being revived by the Switch. There's been various other anonymous sources who have confirmed that the game is Scalebound. Scalebound is kind of like Monster Hunter. Um, 
like you have bright shiny swords and you're all like anime dudes and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And if people were super excited for it when it came out and it supposedly died and now it's back. Here's I'm going to show you guys like a cover image. Um there's massive dinosaurs that okay, you like yeah. tame and fight. So okay. that's the main character and a giant dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Um looks very mon- monster y- hunter. Yeah, see so that game looked really cool. It looked visually stunning. I don't know how good it's going to look on the Switch. Um, I'm thinking it's going to look similar to Xenoblade Chronicles, if any of you guys have seen that gameplay. Um, so yeah, that's it for Scalebound. There's been a few other games announced for the Switch. There's one called Back to the Future that I don't think takes place in the Marty McFly universe. It's like its own IP. That's kind of an indie, side-scrolling, like 32-bit game that looked really cool and really fast-paced. Um, but what I really want to talk about is this article called Fallout 76 player who spent 900 hours in-game says they've been banned. Now you may be wondering, how does Bethesda ban someone who's spent so much time in the game? Well, it turns out user Gloff12 claimed on Reddit that he had over 100,000 rare items within a 30-day period. Hmm. Now putting 900 hours into the game, that's doable, Um, but the main reason that Bethesda was mad at him was because he had hundreds of thousands of bullets and to them this they assumed that he was using some kind of exploit or glitch to get these uh user Gloff12 just claimed that he spent so much time doing it it's totally normal for him to have this amount of bullets Bethesda says they're looking into it and before the last patch they said that the next patch would check to see if there was an exploit he has not been reinstated so after spending 900 hours in a game that nobody else wants to spend any hours in, <laughs> he's been banned. Uh, the Bethesda community manager is trying to respond to people on Reddit, but that's going about as well as you'd hope. Yeah. Uh, they're not really doing much of anything. Um, so yeah, Fallout 76, still a shit show. Uh, Anthem is coming out Friday. I know I talked about uh, how the beta had a lot of issues and reviewers... Okay, I say it's coming out on Friday. EA has a very complicated release schedule. So if you're an EA Access member, you can play Anthem right now. Um, unfortunately, the game is completely filled with loading screens. Uh, reviewers have rejected it, saying it's the worst looter shooter since the original Destiny, um, which came out in 2015 or 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's getting really terrible reviews. Uh, and this kind of... Were you guys play Bethesda games like Dragon Age or um, Mass Effect? Not really. So I was a huge Mass Effect fan, and I think a lot of people consider Mass Effect one of the greatest like sci-fi trilogies in gaming. It's certainly held up to this point. Um, I just replayed it last year. Bethesda, or Bioware rather, was really good at telling a story. And since um, Mass Effect Andromeda and now this game, Anthem, they've just fallen off the rails and they can't do it anymore. Uh, I really hope that they redeem themselves somehow but this game looks like a flop um, and that's really depressing to me because I was actually looking forward to it I liked the original Destiny I know a lot of people didn't they said it was boring but for whatever reason that the uh, I'm going to redo that for whatever reason the gameplay loop in the original Destiny of kill enemies um, get items that was just really satisfying and I think the gunplay was good enough to carry it uh, if Anthem drops in price which it's an EA game it's going to be $20 in two months I'll probably pick it up then, or I'll wait for the game to come out with a season pass and get it on something. Um, But it looks beautiful. All the reviewers have stipulated that although the shooting isn't super satisfying, um, there's glitches, there's bad loading screens, the co-op is kind of broken. Like, if you go too far away from the rest of your squad, you go into a loading screen and it teleports you to them. Hmm. But that loading screen can take minutes. Uh, That's been Those have been some of the complaints, but unanimously all the reviewers say, this is the most beautiful game I've ever seen. 
I don't have an Xbox One X. I know my roommate has a PS4 Pro, so I'd be interested to see how it looked on there. Um, I know comparing, like, I played Red Dead on my Xbox One, and I watched him play Red Dead on the PS4 Pro, and it was a noticeable difference. Uh, so I, I might have to just, like, watch somebody stream 4K so I can see how it looks on the newer consoles. But I'm kind of excited for it. With I have tempered expectations towards Anthem. Yeah, I... I've been kind of torn about it mm-hmm. since I saw like the announcement. It's like, oh sweet, it's like Avatar and Iron Man. Yeah, one of the like, reviewers did say it's the best Iron Man simulator we'll ever get. Okay, so if you want to feel like Iron so, Man, go ahead. And when I first saw like the the tr- the first gameplay trailer when mm-hmm. like they're flying around, I was like, okay, so off of this, there's gonna be an Iron Man game coming down the pipe. And then Spider Man came out, and I was like, now there's definitely gonna be an Iron Man game coming down mm-hmm. the pipe because that's just as like get deep into like skill trees and suits as spider-man mm-hmm. so i was like okay now that we have anthem that's coming down the pipe so that looked kind of cool but it was ea and battlefront 2 kind of broke me on ea but and we were going to talk about this later respawn's making a star wars game that is true respawn is owned by ea mm-hmm. uh if you don't know respawn makes um respawn Ty- made Titanfall apex. and and yep. apex and so they're really good at making games yep. and i think this star wars game is going to be yeah. phenomenal it's called jedi fallen order it's set between three and four just like the last 50 things that star wars has put out yeah. but that's fine I mean, because it's like a do? jedi you're like a it's almost like the plot of star wars rebels you're like a jedi padawan who escaped order 66 and now you're like older and more weathered but you're still mm-hmm. kind of doing jedi stuff so yeah. that looks really cool I'm excited. We haven't had a, a good lightsaber combat game in a while where you're yeah. just a guy with a lightsaber fighting people. Mm-hmm. I think the last one was like Force Unleashed. So. Yeah. And one of, the, one of the things that Respawn excels at is their first-person shooters have the best movement in any video game. Mm-hmm. From Titanfall uh, to Titanfall 2 and now Apex. Their, their shooters are so much fun to move around. So I can imagine that Star Wars is just going to be a blast to yeah. wall run and slide down things and push yourself off of. For sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for that game. EA, EA could turn itself around, I think, with Apex as a start, because the way that they released it and the way that fans are receiving it, and hopefully EA learns their lesson that to let their game developers do their thing, because that, that worked for Respawn, and hopefully it works in the future, Yeah, and hopefully they, they keep going with that hands-off approach. The big issue for me has been, like, all the studios they've killed, mm-hmm. like, they shut down the studio that made Dead Space, they, they spent... There okay, so there was it started with Star Wars thirteen thirteen and then um Disney sold the license to EA for Star Wars games. And then they were like, Okay, it's gonna be a little bit tweaked. We're gonna and then we're getting Amy Hennig who did all the Uncharted games and she's gonna helm this Star Wars game. And everybody was like, That's gonna be sick. It's gonna be Uncharted, but Star Wars. Awesome, I'm all in. Mm-hmm. And then she left the project and then EA scrapped that project and then they were like okay what we're actually going to do is it's going to be an open world star wars game and people were like not exactly what we wanted but fine it's a star wars game. and then they scrapped it again mm-hmm. and now it's just dead yeah so that's kind of turned off a lot of people from ea especially the star wars fans yeah there's been a lot of that so i know when ea required acquired respawn titanfall 2 was a flop because it released between battlefield 1 and the newest call of duty so it was a total disaster, and around the same time they got acquired by e- Respawn got acquired by EA, um, and there was an interview with with the director of Respawn talking to a, a games journalist, and the games journalist was like, "Now that uh, you're acquired by EA and Titanfall Two failed, is there going to be a Titanfall Three? 
and the EA person was like, we hope to continue the franchise or like we're invested in the franchise. And then the director of Respawn said, whatever the fuck that means. Uh, so, so I think, like I said, EA is starting to learn their lesson. Like they killed out, they killed Bioware, right? Yeah. Like the one, the, the Bioware's downfall from Mass Effect and from Dragon Age so quickly. Bioware did Knights of the Old Republic too, right? Yeah, that game kind of got mixed reviews. I know some people super liked it. I tried to play it. My computer barely ran it, so it didn't really work. Um, but that game got mixed reviews. It had really cool trailers. And then, and then it kind of fell off super quick. The cinematics are amazing. Yeah. All That's right. all I have for gaming news. Okay, so main topic time. So I meant to see Alita Battle Angel, but I don't have a whole lot of money at the moment, so I didn't see it. Understandable. So the main topic today is movies based on anime or manga. Thank you, Jeremy, for that distinction. I didn't really know. And how... Most of the time, they're really bad. Really, so really bad. So we could talk about that a little bit. That being said, Alita is getting mixed reviews. Um, visually, it's being... I've heard nothing but good things about like the visuals. It looks really good. Mm -hmm. uh, some people said the story is nothing but setting up sequels. Some people said it's not quite that, and they're enjoying it. One of my friends loved it. Mm -hmm. He absolutely loved it. So I'm willing to give it a shot. But that being said, the the whole... The scene overall with manga slash anime inspired movies is real bad so we can kind of go through some of those i feel like the split want. though just to stay on alita for a little bit i feel like the split is coming more so from like critic to audience because mm -hmm. from what i've been saying the audience score is extremely high but the critic score is more like middle of the pack to sort of low okay so i'm not sure what's causing that split because like you i haven't seen the film yet but i, I don't know that's starting to become like sort of a, a trend when when you see a film with mixed reviews, I sort of notice that the audience score is always a lot higher than the critic score is. So yeah. I'm, I'm really curious. I'm like, I'm really curious now to actually see a leader to sort of see like what could possibly be causing that split. Cause right. usually when I see a film, I can tell, okay, I can see why critics had an issue with this. Or I can see why, you know, audience members probably let that slide. Mm -hmm. So I'm real curious now to actually see what is actually causing that split. Cause it's a pretty massive split. Like I'm pretty sure the audience score, if I remember correctly, it was in like, the it's low nineties or nineties, yeah, yeah, like it was like really low nineties, and the critic score was like in the sixties, like mm -hmm. the low sixties. So that's a pretty big gap. It seems like there's a lot of outspoken critics that are saying, "Okay, hold on, like this movie did have some good parts, and I personally really did like it." Although the the aggregate's not looking too good, I think there are there's a vocal minority who say, "Give this movie a chance." Yeah, and mm -hmm. I think the audience reacting well to that. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what the repercussions of this movie are. I know the creator of Alita Battle Angel said that this is the greatest movie the world has ever seen. Okay. Um, so um, okay. <laughs> it has the the original um, director's seal of approval. Uh, I haven't seen it. I had my money set aside to see this movie. Unfortunately, I spent my... Well, fortunately, I spent my money on something much better that I'll talk about when we... Towards the end of this episode. Okay. Um, but I was thinking of some anime movies or some movies from manga that I really liked. And you can tell me if these count or not. Uh, the Pokemon movies I really like, and those okay. are uh, based off games and based off manga and anime. I really like the Pokemon movies. Um, I do too. There's a lot of uh, anime that's based, actually most anime is based on manga that does a very good job of it um, that I think is like movie caliber good. Uh, so like Attack on Titan, Assassination, Assassination Classroom, um, there were some high-quality Yu-Gi-Oh! movies when I was a kid. I don't know if they stack up now, um, but those are just a few examples of things. So are, are those... I know the Pokemon's aren't, Pokemon ones aren't, but are any of those live-action, or are they all animated? 
Uh, they're all animated. Okay, so that's the thing because all the live action ones. That's when we get into the it's terrible. Well, there will territory. be a live action Pokemon movie. That's true with Detective Pikachu. That should be the same, which is going to be mm-hmm. really good. It's also going to say video game movies too. I think that was. I guess be you could kind of double whammy. That. Yeah, video game and manga. Kill two birds one stone. I learned yes. I learned this not too long ago, but Pokemon is the most. Um, it's the highest valued intellectual property there is. So higher than Disney, higher than, or not higher than, higher than Star Wars, higher than Marvel. Uh, so if anything can succeed it's on the silver that. screen, it's going to be Pokemon, mm-hmm. especially overseas. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I like the, the Pokemon movies were like a staple of yeah. my childhood. Like Mewtwo so, strikes back and like, now the, they've kind of fallen off the newer ones, but like when we were kids, man. Yeah. So good. That, that I just fault to the in my opinion the generations of pokemon are being are becoming less creative mm-hmm. and like it's like it's a trash pokemon and this one's an ice cream cone and then yeah. like in the 150 new pokemon you get like one or two are cool that's just my experience with it so like i'm not super keen on the newer movies yeah it's also like, they've screwed up like the power lot like dragon ball z had the issue where eventually people just kept getting so much more powerful you're like well this ceiling is ridiculous mm-hmm. Pokemon has that thing where, like, okay, Mew's the god Pokemon. And then they came out with, like, Arceus, who was also another god Pokemon. Mm-hmm. So when you watch those movies as a kid, you're like, oh, man, Mewtwo's crazy cool. But now it's just, like, there's yeah. so many, there's hundreds, there's a hundred at least legendary Pokemon, and they've all kind of lost their magic. Right. I think the the last one I remember really liking was the one with Latios and Latias. That's that a one? good one. I love that one, and the soundtrack is so good. I have to go back to it. I also think... um the era of Terra Strong being Ash Ketchum, mm-hmm. that's like peak yeah, definitely. prime Pokemon. Definitely. And that fell off about, I think Gen 4 is when they yeah. changed the voice actor. I remember so that. So that's kind of when I was like, eh, I mean, it's it's Pokemon. but like, like, I'm 12 years old anyway. I should probably watch something yeah. else. <laughs> also, it was like Steve losing Blue's Clues, but 10 yeah. years later. I think, yeah, I don't know. Ash never aging is weird to me. He's like a vampire. How I think of it is like Ash is the medium of storytelling for us to learn about new regions and they can just like, like it's almost an alternate reality. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this is Ash if he grew up in this area and this is Ash if he grew up in this area. That's fair. And I think that that canonizes it in my head to like it patches over the inconsistency. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll take it. We got some mic issues. We're good? I think we're good, yeah. Okay. So so those are good, we've established. Let's talk about some of the bad ones. Speaking of Attack on Titan, there was a live-action Attack on Titan. I watched that. Boy, is it terrible. It's yeah, really I've heard bad. not great things about that. I really that. like Very Attack bad. on Titan, too. Yeah, I I got really into like the first season or two. I was like, this is sweet. And then I was like, oh, there's a live-action movie. I'll check it out. No. No. You bad. shouldn't watch it. You know, I heard great things about... Death Note as an anime, even though I never actually got into really it that good. much. Um, I heard, like, just stellar reviews of that anime, and I've always wanted to get into it, and I do plan on getting into it soon, but I kind of wish I had already watched the series before I watched the movie, because now watching that movie, I sort of have a tampered <laughs> it's view. Tainted. Yeah, yeah. I sort of have a tainted view of it's what so much better. Death Note is. It's kind of, so the the two main characters are edgelords, mm-hmm. so you kind of got to get over that, <laughs> but, like, it's... Decent, and it's it's cool to watch two like super geniuses fight, and one of them's really cocky, and the other one's super like downplayed. It's an interesting story, even if you know what happens in the movie. I think 
Yeah, though I will say, as we were talking about a little bit before the show, William Defoe actually is sort of, I don't want to say the saving grace because the movie's still awful. And he, if his performance is okay, it's not great. But he is probably the most watchable thing in that movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's funny. I'm not going to say he's good, but I'll say his performances makes at least his scenes watchable. Mm-hmm. But as, as far as, like, I can't really find any other other redeeming qualities. Have either, either of you seen it? Or? Nope. No, my girlfriend no. said it sucked. So I was yeah, like, no, it was it was that. really really bad. It like I don't know, like like I said, I didn't see the anime, so I don't necessarily have like you know what I'm saying any preconceived notions on how each character was supposed to be, but I just had an issue with the way the, the dynamic between the main character and his so called love interest just seemed very weird. There, I don't I, think there's a love interest in the anime. Uh, well, in if the there film, is, there's a love loose. interest. Um, is the film another one where? It's based on an anime, but everyone's white. Yeah. Okay. Um, except for Lakeith Stanfield is um, what's the name of the de- the detective? I have no idea. Well, I'm terrible the, with names. Yeah, and he shows. plays the detective. I don't remember the detective's name. Um, and actually, his performance wasn't terrible either. Um, now, now that I'm thinking about it, his performance wasn't terrible either. It was mainly just the main actor who I had the biggest issue with. Like every scene he was in, I couldn't stand. He just like it's hard to describe how his acting was. It almost felt like awkward. Like, it just felt like he was given this role, and he was like, well, I've never seen this anime before, and I don't know nothing about this character, so I'm just going to try to, you know, just wing it and give it the best shot I could. That's yeah, and kinda... he's not, as a character, meant to be awkward. He's yeah. meant to be aloof and, like, super not caring about anything else. You know, he just felt really out of place in that role. It just didn't... Literally, it just felt like he was given the script and said, well, I have no clue what this is, so I'll just <laughs> wing it. That's literally what his performance Ooh. felt like. Um, and... I will say, it almost felt Final Destination-ish. Oh, no. After a while. That's never a good like description. It, it, it really did. Like, it just kind of felt like, well, we have this sort of concept where we can say, well, you write this person's name down, write how they die, we can die. So let's just turn it into Final Destination, essentially. Literally, the first kill that happens, I'm not going to, I don't know if you really guys really care about spoilers No, much, I do not. I will never see that movie. The first kill that happens, he's, the character is, I don't remember if he was in detention, but he's in a classroom, and that's when William Defoe's re, like, Ryuk first appears to him. And he basically says, hey, that bully that's been, you know, picking on you all this time, he's out there messing with that girl. What are you going to do about it? And he hands them the death note and says, well, do something about it. Write his name down. Writes his name down. Well, don't just write his name down. Write down how. Writes decapitation. So basically a ladder shoots off of, like, the top, like, the back of a truck and, like, hits him, like, in the middle of his head and, like, top of his head falls off. I'm like, this is the most Final Destination thing I've ever seen. (laughs) I'm trying to think of how they explain it. Like, I think... The, like, spirit dude literally says, you can't do it in, like, a crazy way. It needs to be something that's possible. Or, like, he's like, make sure you do it in a way that's possible so people don't get suspicious of of this death note. So that is exactly counter to the plot point of keeping it low-key. So in the anime, he's supposed to keep it low-key. He's supposed to be like, don't let people find out about this. Because if they do, you're screwed. Like, in the film, I remember there was a scene where he makes a bunch of criminals kill themselves or kill each other and literally has them write his name on the wall or a nickname for yeah. him, like a persona for him on the wall. Okay. So that the world basically knows that he has the power to do this. There is a little, there is him, like, so the whole point of the anime is this guy, this super smart guy who has this power mm-hmm. and this detective and they don't know who each other are mm-hmm. and they're constantly trying to trick each other. But the, he's, the the guy who says, the guy says, I can't make it too crazy obvious and I can't give away my location mm-hmm. or else this other super smart guy is going to find out who I am. So the the whole thing is like these two incredibly smart people who don't know who each other are trying to mess with the other person. It's mm-hmm. so great. Um, and it's so depressing that 
the Netflix adaptation or the yeah, live action. I didn't really get that well. vibe from. They didn't really play. Well, first of all, Kira, I'm pretty sure is the persona. I'm, like I said, terrible that he gave games. himself. Um, but the person with the Death Note, I'd say, he didn't come across as intelligent at all throughout that entire film. Keith Stanfield's character, they tried to make come off as intelligent, mm-hmm. and in some ways he did. But I never really got that sense that all oh, this guy is extremely smart. Oh, wow. He just seemed very quiet and weird. Yeah, I was constantly amazed watching it at the ingenuity of the characters. Yeah, no, like, the animate or the the Netflix film does not capture that at all. Okay, so that's an example of a really bad one. I know one of us are gonna say Avatar. Oh yeah, because that's the worst. Yeah, we've talked about Avatar to death on this podcast, though. One of the best animated shows ever made, and one of the worst live action movies. Ever put on the silver screen? M. Night Shyamalan should be ashamed. I wonder why they picked not, him to direct it. I don't know. That but seems like he wants to make choice. another one, oh, and I to will. redeem himself? He does? Yeah, he was like, oh, yeah, I'd make a second one. I thought I did a pretty good job on it, despite everybody in the internet saying, no, you're wrong. You forget the bad. internet. Everyone in the world yeah. who's ever seen that yeah, film or laid terrible. eyes on it has said it's terrible. I was actually going to say Dragon Ball Evolution. That's, that's I, the one. Yeah, that was really up. bad. Who oh boy. Yeah, I watched a video of kind of... Ex- Death Note, you talk about a film that takes the characters from the show and completely changes them to something they're not. That's probably the worst crime of that I've ever seen. It, that doesn't need to be a Dragon Ball movie. Like, that, there was nothing from... I mean, other than the characters' names and their outfits. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that, that, that person who played Goku was not Goku. No. Like, I don't care what you tell me. That person is not... There's nothing about his personality or anything about that character that makes him Goku. His hair is nowhere near big enough. Like, he's... Like I'm not talking about just appearance. Talking about the way Goku is as a character. Yeah, that's not Goku. I don't know who that character is, but just because you put on put him in an orange suit and he does a kamehameha doesn't make him Goku. I remember seeing that trailer as a kid. My mom was like, "Oh, do you want to see the Dragon Ball Z movie? I know you like that." And I go, "No, I don't want to see that one. I'd rather just watch the show." I was the same way. Like I was a diehard Dragon Ball Z fan as a kid, and when I saw that trailer, like you think a little kid would be excited to see that, I actually didn't really care that. So much much disappointment. That was when I learned disappointment. Was when I saw that trailer. Yeah, when I and I didn't see it in theaters. I saw when it came out on DVD. I was like, "Um, wow! Like this is this is really underwhelming." Mm -hmm. But he slid across the car on his head. (laughs) Whoa. It's pretty funny. The superpower um, we all aspire to yeah, have. Exactly. Okay, what else? Yeah, I can't um, think of any other ones. And Piccolo was a train wreck in that movie too. Was How you green? ruin Piccolo, was, I don't he know. He was green. But oh my. He was green. Like I said, they they tried to they tried just, to give them the same uh, appearance, but as he, far he as looks like a he looks like a scroll. Oh my god. He looks yeah. like a scroll. He actually does look like a scroll, actually, now that you, now that I think about that. Yeah. See? I knew there was something about those scrolls that looked familiar. I was like, when I, when I saw like a Toronto trailer, I was like, something about these scrolls seems really familiar. They're Piccolo from Dragon Ball Evolution. Thank Ugh. you. That movie's officially ruined for me now. That's all I'm going to Dragon Ball think. or Captain Marvel? Captain Marvel. Okay. <laughs> As, that is all I'm going to think of now watching Captain Marvel is how the scrolls look like Piccolo from Dragon Ball Evolution. Okay. Well, uh, this is another one that is pretty popular for being ragged on Ghost in the Shell from 2017. With Scarlett Johansson? Scarlett Johansson. I did not see that. Didn't see it. I you didn't either. No. It's probably best that but we didn't. They're like whitewashing. It's 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 bad. Don't don't do it. I don't Especially even know for anime movies. Why you pick Scarlett Johansson when yeah. there's so many other actors? Yeah. Who you could have yeah, yeah it was an interesting choice, especially because I'm pretty sure, even though I haven't seen the movie, I'm pretty sure the rest of the cast was Asian, wasn't it? Like, the entire rest of the cast. Was was Morgan Freeman in that movie so. Hold something? on, I'm going to Google this. Because I remember all the, all the hoopla and the trailers, and I was like, that's not for me. I'm not going to spend money on that. So I didn't really care. 
But now here we are talking about manga movies. So we have to. It made 170 million. That's so, actually surprising to me that it actually made that much. Well, do you know what the budget was? Um, 110 million. Really? So it made money? Made a little bit of money. That's really surprising. I wonder what the spread is between like America and overseas. Yeah, that's what I really want to see. How much did it make domestically? It's got a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Ooh, that's 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, I have the box office mojo. Okay. Okay, so this is hilarious. Only 24% of its grossing was domestic. Okay, that sounds that sounds more accurate because I know it did not do well domestically. Made 130 million overseas. Hmm. I can't yeah. break that down by country, but yeah. Produced by Avi Arad. There we go. <laughs> yeah, no, my a lot of the issues nemesis. I heard about the film aren't even really surrounding Scarlett Johansson. It was more of like a plot issue. Yeah. So uh, even like even without Scarlett Johansson, I think if they had made the exact same film with a different actress, I think it probably would have still ran into the same issues. Mm-hmm. All right, it made thirty uh, million in China, which I assume, okay. which is the bulk of of its overseas. Interesting. You don't see Japan on here. Uh, all right, what else? What else you got? Any others? I do. I can. I think I purposely avoid these types of movies. Yeah, I must say yeah, the only too. ones I've seen were the Death Note film, obviously Last Airbender, unfortunately, and Dragon Ball Evolution. I don't really. See, I I intentionally try to avoid live action anime films just because. Of the ones I've seen so far, I keep trying to give them a shot, and I'm disappointed every single time. And not just disappointed, like, I'm talking terribly disappointed. Like, three films I just named off aren't just, like, oh, they were underwhelming. They're god-awful. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm talking, like, that's an hour and a half of my life I'll never get back never get type back. of film. So after after kind of having that experience over and over again with a specific genre, I, after a while, I feel like it's best to try to just avoid it. Just pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah, Do until we... you have a reason to come back. Do we think it can be done? I think Akita Battle Angel is the best version of it because no like it's not hated and there are people who who are saying it's good and watchable. I think Akita Battle Angel is the mo- Alita Akita Alita oh, yeah. is the most successful example of it and I think it's the most exa- the most successful example of something we're going to hear from a source from a source material that isn't super popular. Though I will say though like yeah, it's the best example we have, but that's kind of like saying you're the tallest third grader when all the other examples that we have are getting like, you know, 20 to 19 percent on Rotten Tomatoes and yeah. are having, you know, three out of 10 on IMDb. Like when that's the baseline you're starting with, anything halfway decent you make is going to be the best out of that group. Yeah, but I think this is the first one where there's people who make good movies attached to it, like mm-hmm. James Cameron and Rodriguez. I can't remember. Robert Rodriguez. Robert, Robert Rodriguez Spy Kids. makes a lot of good movies. Spy Kids is a bad thing for you to say <laughs> before I said he makes a lot of good movies. Um, but I think those are two people who are genuinely respected in their field. And I think that if they're accepting these things and reading these scripts and approving it, because they've been, James Cameron has been trying to make Alita Battle Angel for years. Yeah, he bought mm-hmm. the he bought the rights like in the nineties yeah, or something. He really wanted to make this movie. And I think hopefully this is the start of a trend. Because I want to see these movies do good. And I want to see kind of Western adaptations of Eastern source material do good and stay true to that material and be popular and percolate into popular culture. Uh but I think this is the first step. And I think the Pokemon movie is gonna do a lot mm-hmm. to kind of get Western audiences used to these kinds of movies. Um It'll be interesting to see who kind of gravitates towards that in the future. Um, I have here Taika Waititi is 
going is working on adapting Akira from the manga, okay. not the movie. Okay. For a, for for a live action for a live movie? action adaptation of Akira. But I like that it's him doing it. Yeah, and I think Akira is a really good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, because what's the plot of Akira again? I have um, no idea. Okay. I know there's like a... I, it's very Japanese, but the plot of Akira. I it's been a while since I saw it too, and I was not sober when I did. Um, but there's like a kid who has special powers, and the whole thing takes place after humanity has almost nuked itself, and there's a giant weapon that they're guarding and if like people get to it and they turn into monsters it's so hard to explain uh but it's really good it's on hulu uh, seems you can like wa- an odd thing to adapt oh it's really live action it's especially really for odd. an american audience one of the things that i think people want to adapt from it is akira is widely regarded as one of the best looking animated movies ever mm-hmm. i think with today's current technology it can look really beautiful mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the shots from the original akira are just some of the most stunningly animated things you'll ever see. The neon lights and and the Japanese-inspired skylines are just so beautiful, and I think that's why people want to gravitate towards it. It's also a really good story, and it's really... Uh, like, the, the characters are really, really good. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I'm excited for, for that now that you mention it. And you should all go watch Akira on Hulu. I think I will. And also, I think they're going to be moving forward with Gundam. Okay, I think that's. The I, thing. I never got a live Gundam, action Gundam. I'm glad people yes, like it. because that actually that actually might work. Well, to be honest, because there was in Ready Player One at the end, one of the characters calls in like a Gundam. Calls in a Gundam, yeah. And everybody was like, "That's so sick! Oh my god!" <laughs> I forgot about Gundam. And then shortly thereafter, there were like leaks and like announcements of like, "Hey, there's actually gonna be one." So I think they were waiting for something. And then Ready Player One reminded everybody how sick Gundam's Gundam was yeah. and how good it looked. So, yeah. I actually I think Gundam would work better based on the explanation of Akira you just gave. I think Gundam would be an easier adaptation for an American audience than Akira just because... Story's crazy in Akira. Yeah, that... I mean, forget an American audience. That would just be a difficult thing to adapt into a film mm-hmm. in general. I don't care what audience mm-hmm. it is. I think that the animated film is like, Two hours and it's over two hours. It's yeah, really long. that would be a very difficult thing to adapt into live action. I think Gundam is more—I don't want to say a more simple plot, but I think it's something a little bit easier for people to grasp. And also, I think in this day and age, giant robots have proven to be able to make money. So I think Gundam would be an easier property to, to adapt and also have a studio have enough faith in it to where they would make their money back. But okay. futuristic neon motorcycles. That's, That's all I have to say. Also, Akira's motorcycle was also in, in Ready Player One. Was it really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cool. the female lead in like the big death race at the beginning mm-hmm. when the main kid's in his DeLorean, she whips past him in the Akira bike. That's cool. It basically looks like a Tron bike. Yeah, except mm-hmm. it's red. It's pretty cool. Very red. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, oh, speaking of giant robots, quick news thing: Bumblebee is confirmed a reboot. Has so it actually was a reboot. Yeah, so okay. suck it, Michael Bay. Your franchise is dead. Long live Transformers. That's I all. Said I said it had. was a reboot when it came out. Yeah, I, I I held firm. Yeah, that it was so, a reboot. I'm excited. Not anime, but moving on. Yeah, well, no, that's actually technically good news. a cartoon. Technically a cartoon. Yeah, Which is um, American anime. Any other? Oh, I was gonna say on on uh, Taika Waititi doing Akira. Um, the big concern again with like casting like American people in like a Japanese thing. I feel like if there's someone who's not gonna do that, it's Taika Waititi. Yeah, because he's. I mean, look at Thor Ragnarok. That was a pretty diverse cast, and he's come out like publicly like I hired a lot of like New Zealand like Maori people to like work mm-hmm. on the film to like make sure minorities are like 
getting work and like doing this and that. And he's super involved in like making sure things are diverse and stuff. So I, I think Google he'll where Akira takes he'll place do a pretty. Uh, I think it is Japan, but I think he'll do a pretty good job of keeping things true to the source material and not raising stink by casting Scarlett Johansson again. Yeah, well, it is, even still, like, like I it said, is Tokyo. I, I was wrong. But. From what I heard, I don't think Scarlett Johansson was the issue in yeah. Ghost in the Shell. So I think even if you grant it, like I said, I haven't seen the film, so I could be totally wrong here. But from everything that I've been told about the film, I, I really don't think that acting was the issue. It was just more of the movie she was in. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, if you had cast someone other than Scarlett Johansson, you probably wouldn't have had the initial backlash that the film got leading up to it. Right, that but, didn't do it any favors. Yeah, but as far as you know, the film itself, as far as the final product, I don't know if the quality would have been much better just based on that. That's fair. I don't know if there's any American actors I would want to play the characters from Akira because they're all teenagers anyway. Mm. And I don't know, like, just cast Japanese teenagers. That seems like a perfect, yeah, like fit. I don't know if I really want them, like, thirty-year-old white dudes playing those characters. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's kind of all I had. Yeah. Is, is there any other? No. This is going to be a very anime-tinged podcast because that's all I've been playing. Okay. Is, I've been watching my roommate play Persona Five. Have you guys heard of Persona 5? I've heard of it. It's one of the best games released in 2017. I know one of the characters is coming to Smash. Yes, so the main character, Joker. Uh, I'm going to kind of lay Persona 5 out there. It's an incredibly complicated story to pitch, so I'm going to explain the three pillars of gameplay. Um, So one-third of the game is a life sim. You're a Japanese high school student, and you have a group of friends that you can hang out with and do cool things with. Um, you go into palaces, which are like dungeons, and those dungeons have enemies and mini-bosses, and you collect things called personas, which kind of act like Pokemon. Um, and then there's a lot of anime cutscenes, like fully animated anime cutscenes that are beautiful, and the game is hilarious, and it's very self-aware, and it makes fun of anime culture and things like that. I highly recommend Persona 5. It's on PlayStation, and it, there's rumored to be a Switch port. It's like a 100-hour game hours of content oh, wow. and I love it I watched an entire live stream of it uh, by the streamer and YouTuber Joseph Anderson I talked about it last week he is the best game reviewer out there and he's hilarious to watch if you just type in Joseph Anderson highlights you'll love it uh, and now I've been watching my roommate play it and then I'm going to play it again when he's done so I'm, I love absolutely love Persona 5 cool your turn um, I played a little bit of Jump Force um, okay. I believe is what that, that game was called yeah, yeah. Um, and it kind of reminded me of uh, Ninja Storm a little bit as okay, far as the gameplay went. Um, it's very a lot of the characters I weren't familiar with outside of the outside of Dragon Ball Z, um, Yu Gi Oh, and then Naruto characters. Mm-hmm. And then I think um, I'm pretty sure Bleach was in there as well. If I'm not mistaken. Okay, I really like Bleach. Um, so it was a very very similar to Ninja Storm. Um, it took me a minute to sort of get, like, the combat down. I was just kind of just doing the Kamehameha over and over again mm-hmm. until I could figure out how to actually, like, throw punches and then switch characters and do things of that nature. But uh, so far, I don't personally own the game. I was playing it with someone else. But after that, I'm for sure considering coughing up money as soon as I have it, which I don't at the moment. But as soon as I do, mm-hmm. I, I plan on adding. that CM Life paycheck. Yes, as soon as CM Life pays me, I plan on adding Jump Force to the collection for sure. Let's see. Um, besides Apex, which I've been playing a lot of, and Game of Thrones, which I've been rewatching, I watched Moon. I, don't know I started is. watching Moon last night. Uh, it's got, oh, what's his name? Sam something. He's in Iron Man 2. He's Justin Hammer. 
Oh, I, okay. I don't know who you're talking oh, about. God. I can't remember the, the actor's name. Was escaping me. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. So he is on the moon. And it's like in the the future where we're like we're mining stuff off the moon because mm-hmm. it's like for fuel, and he's the sole astronaut at this base, and it's kind of like a character study of him. And it's like, is he going crazy? What's really going on here? There's like some spoilers that I don't really want to get into here, but it's like a super grounded, like sci-fi thing. Like mm-hmm. it's been like really praised by like Neil Tyson and like his ilk of like okay. this is actually really scientifically accurate of how a moon base would work, and stuff like that. So I'm really enjoying it. I was watching it, and then I looked at the clock, and I was like, wow, it's 3 a.m. I should go to bed. <laughs> so I'm going to finish it today, and it's pretty good. Um, I feel like there was something else I was watching, but I can't remember. Here, I'll talk. Oh, to- uh, oh sorry. Ahead. I started the first episode of Umbrella Academy on I Netflix. I've oh, heard that- interesting things about that. What is that? It's, I, that sounds a, com- very it's a comic written by Gerard Way of My Chemical Romance mm-hmm. when he stopped doing My Chemical Romance. And Thank it's God. Basically, basically Sorry to My it's, Chemical Romance fans. It's what if X-Men but edgy. So there's this guy, he's like a fina- like eccentric b- bajillionaire and he's raising these kids and these kids were So I like the 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 tagline at the beginning is like in one day in the 80s 43 women gave birth and none of them were pregnant when the day began. So like there's these kids that are just out of nowhere. So this guy like adopted six of these kids and they all have superpowers. They all have like a superpower. So he's raising them to be like a little crime fighting team. Mm -hmm. So they're in like a big house and it's kind of like X-Men, but they're grown up in the show. And one of the kids is like strong. One of the kids is like bullseye from Daredevil where he's good at throwing things. One girl can like convince people to do things like through lying or whatever she's like you're gonna shoot your friend in the foot to like a bank robber <laughs> and, like he, and he does it kind of yeah. yeah and then one kid can teleport and so on okay that teleporting and, kid seems op but continue yeah and um i only watched the first episode because my girlfriend wants to watch it with me but it's it's fun the soundtrack's really cool it's an interesting premise it's it's not like the traditional way you go at like a superhero or like mm-hmm. a superhero team so i'm into it and if there's a monkey butler who looks really good, no, and he talks per- with a British perfect. accent. If I get really tired of uh, Apex tonight, I might check that out, because yeah, that does sound interesting. interesting. And it, it got released at the same time as like as Doom Patrol on DC's okay. thing, and there were, people were like, "That's they have similar vibes, and they're competing, but not really, because nobody bought the DC streaming service. Yeah, so. nobody wants that. I'd pay money not to have the DC streaming service. Yeah. Yikes. I'll pirate Titans to watch Robin say F Batman. <laughs> but okay. yeah, uh, I think that's it. For me. Uh, I've been watching True Detective. I talked about this uh, mm-hmm. earlier this semester, but the final episode comes out this Sunday. I'm very excited for it. Uh, season one of True Detective, as I've said before, is my favorite season of TV ever. Season two I didn't watch because everybody told me it's terrible. Although now within the fandom of True Detective, it's kind of been cool. It's like now hipster to like season two, so mm-hmm. I might have to watch it. Season three is told in an incredibly complex, non-linear time setting and you never know what the characters are going to do or say and it's always surprising and it's shot so incredibly well and the director is so good at blending dream sequences with real life sequences so just visually it's stunning and I'm so excited to see this last episode okay cool I'm going to find that somehow it's on HBO okay when I have money I'll get HBO because I've been meaning to do that it's a month free trial it's a month okay yeah I, that's how I watched all of Game of Thrones. I, like, I, could, I think I could cram Game of Thrones in a month. At first, I thought it was like a week free trial or something, and I was like, "There's no yeah. way I can do that. That's not worth it." But yeah. if it's a month, you yeah. you need to do it. 
you need to put your credit card in for a month. I think the week you don't need to put your credit card in. So if you okay. really want to have over spring break, for spring go break. ahead and just set up that TV and <laughs> bum out. But yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right. I'm all good. I think that's it. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Raving Geeks. You can find us on every app that you use for podcasts. And you can find us at cm-life.com, but I guess that isn't working. But I mean, that's the website, maybe. Uh, but, yeah. but it's just a pain in the ass to use. But yeah, I mean, we're there. I would use an app instead, but yeah. yeah. I recommend Overcast if you're on iOS. Overcast is the best podcasting app out there. Okay, cool. All right. Until next time, Geek fans. Same bad time, same bad channel. Same bad place. Same bad time. That's what Kevin says. <laughs> you said channel. Same bad time, you, same bad channel. You screwed it up. We gotta re record the whole that. episode. It, do you? Because we, we ripped off Kevin Smith. Oh. He I says in his podcast. Did I didn't start that. Ben started it like two years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Ben yelled at me on Twitter one time. Really? Yeah. He, misunder- he misinterpreted the tweet. Ben Sauce. Yeah. yeah. Where's he at now? Isn't he working in Steven? Cool. Maybe I'll see Lido before next week. But. Yeah, let me know how it is. I spent my money on Persona 5 instead, which was a good decision. Because I could watch someone play that. That game is so incredibly hilarious for you guys. Yeah.
Oh, hey. Okay. What's up? I didn't recognize you at first. Yeah, I think Jeremy did either. Big like haircut. One. Yeah. What? I was in the area, so I decided I was going to bug a few people. Yeah, bug me. Go for it. What's up? How much? How are you? I'm all right. 